There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. This episode of the Self Love Club podcast is brought to you by Any Zealand's Grab a Seat. Head to grabaseat.co.nz to grab a deal today. The Self Love Club, a place where boss babes share their stories to empower women. Welcome to the Self Love Club podcast. I'm your host, Belle Crawford. Join me for a podcast series where we'll hear the stories of girl boss women who are doing super cool things with their lives. We'll find out how they've done what they have, their self love and self care practices, and they'll share their tips to empower you to live your best life. Loretta Carraro is a healer, coach, Reiki master, and mum from Melbourne. Coming from a corporate background, Loretta's own need for self-love and recovery from disordered eating and depression saw her start a side hustle, which is now her full-time business to help women uncover who they truly are and live the life of their dreams. We're so lucky to have this special gal, so openly share her story and advice on the Self Love Club podcast. Loretta, welcome to the Self Love Club podcast. Thank you so much for your time today. Thanks, Belle. Thanks so much for having me. Tell us a bit about yourself. I've followed you on Instagram for years now and admired you from afar um, under your account Nourished Energy, but tell us about yourself and what you do. Uh, So I'm a coach and a healer, and um, I also teach um, and run events as well for um, mostly women, and the idea is really Nourish Energy was born because I wanted to help women really uncover who they truly are and live a life of their dreams. And how did you start doing this? Like, how did it all come about? Because you weren't always doing this as your full-time job, were you? No, 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 no. Uh, I was working corporate for quite a while, and um, and I guess it was my own my own need for self-love and nourishment that was the genesis for for nourish energy. I I went on my own kind of journey and um, and um, realized that. Uh, when I got to a certain point, I realized how magical these tools were and, and I wanted to really share them with others. And um, I started started doing this little side hustle and, um, and just found that the impact and the fulfillment was absolutely amazing and bringing much more meaning into my work. And um, there's something about doing purposeful work that mm. really lights you up and um and I'm really grateful that I get to get to call this my full-time gig now yeah well done it's incredible it is quite a scary leap to take at times because you're like you do think is this going to work like you know especially when you've gone from having a career that can look quite different to something you're creating yeah 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 absolutely I um I had to for a long time I kept calling it just my little business yeah <laughs> um, <laughs> like my little side hustle yeah <laughs> yeah I sometimes still catch myself I saw someone the other day in the street that I haven't seen for a while and and he was asking me if I was still working um my old job and I said oh I'm just got this little business and, <laughs> and I call myself what am I talking about that's not it's not true at all. Like it's not a little business anymore. It's um, yeah, it's really thriving, and um, and I can see how many people, um, how many lives that I'm impacting, and it's it's yeah, it's really beautiful just to to see that. And I think that's when you step back and you say um, and look at the impact that you can have by taking the leap of faith and mm-hmm. and really showing up and um, having that courage to to move into a different workspace that's um yeah that that's that's when you when you know that you've got to do it it's feel like yeah. you can't ignore that pull you know exactly and it is one of those things that it can feel it's when you look back because often you just start doing something and it's just you know it's natural but you look look back at it and you're like whoa that was actually 
that was actually quite big. I don't think we often look at what we've done because we're so focused on what we're doing and then we're looking ahead that when you look back, you're like, wow, that was really big of me. Like, I've done really well, you know, um, and it is quite a bold move to make in a way. To It sounds strange, but to actually live our true purpose can be quite bold and scary, you know? Yeah, it sounds ridiculous. <laughs> sounds ridiculous, yeah. but it actually is, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it definitely is. It's um, uh, just on the weekend I was um, hosting a heart-centered business course and um, really it was um, mostly focused for my Reiki students and um, and a big part of that was was trying to get them to, to find that courage within and, mm. and take that make that bold move basically yeah Yeah. talk us through reiki it's energy healing but tell us about it because there might be someone that's listening that's thought oh i've heard of that i'm interested in this what is it so explain reiki to us yeah sure so it is a it is a modality of energy energy healing or vibrational healing um basically it channels um unconditional love essentially to help us heal ourselves or other people as well um so you don't really use it's a little bit different to some other modalities in that you don't actually use your own energy or you Mm. don't have to um use you know hand movements or pressure or anything like that it's basically just um you just act as a pure and clear channel for the for the uh, unconditional love to, to do its magic mm. basically how did you discover reiki i was um so when i you know in my 20s i had quite a dark period and um towards the end of that i was seeking out different ways to try and try and heal i guess and i was really over seeing therapist after therapist and um I'd analysed myself (laughs) enough, you know, I I, I completely knew why I was the way that I was. Um, I understood everything about myself, um, but I still couldn't stop the behaviours or I couldn't move forward in my life. And, um, and I knew there was, there's had to be something more rather than just sitting there with a therapist talking about Mm -hmm. this stuff all the time. And, um, yeah. And I found, I found, um, an energy healer who's my teacher and, um, she basically introduced me to Reiki. We also did some kinesiology sessions too. Um, and she did, she did lots of other, she introduced me to lots of different sorts of work in terms of the, I guess the spiritual world. And, um, and to be honest, it, I didn't know what I was doing the first time I went in. I just sort of went in open and, mm-hmm. and just um, laid there and and I just really got addicted to it because I felt the shifts. I could mm-hmm. really feel the changes and I saw her really regularly. And um, within, a, within the space of a good year, my life had completely changed. Mm-hmm. And, um, and yeah, I, I haven't looked back and... Um, I then studied a little bit later because um, I never wanted to practice on people and didn't really think that was my. It thing. was your self care practice, yeah, really, wasn't it? It became yeah. your big. It became your main self care to help you through life. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and so I learned how to do it on myself, and um, my partner at the time was now my husband, and um, and that's kind of all I thought that's as far as I'd go with it. Um, but as a self-care practice, it is unbelievable. It's, it's really, really transformational. I think, um, you don't really have many things in the way you can incorporate the physical, mm-hmm. which is a big part of the Reiki by placing the hands on, on certain parts of your body that correspond with chakras and things like that. Um, but you have the physical aspect connecting with your body at that level, um, and at that level of unconditional love. And it also brings in the spiritual, the emotional side of it and the mental. Um, it just allows you to, to really expand your awareness of yourself, your awareness and connection with universe and also with, with others. It's Mm. an unbelievable practice. Yeah. So it's something you discovered, which really helped yourself take us back to that dark time which I think a lot of us can relate to in our teens and 20s can be a really dark messy confusing time take us through it what what was going on for you yes I um I started feeling I guess the um I started getting into bouts of depression and and feeling quite anxious towards my late teens um you know I guess 
teenage years mm. are, are difficult for a lot of people who are seeking out who we are and um, trying to uncover that our um, our identity and, and form that. But I um, I really started to um, I, I didn't deal with that very well in my late teens and then in my early twenties I actually started. Um, I had episodes of bulimia, so I started that sort of behaviour. And that was really dark for me. Um, I think it was a way of coping, obviously. It was a coping Yeah, it is. A, I understand from my own experiences, it's a self-soother. And in those yeah. moments, it makes you feel better. But it's just, it becomes one of those things, like I guess any addiction, that you just start, you can't stop. It's yeah. a compulsion, really. Yeah, it's where well, you get that hit, right, yeah. of dopamine, and it, the, exactly, it's a self soothing and, um, yeah, very, I mean, just like any other addiction. Mm. And, um, and then it just becomes a habit. And I think you, yeah, what's really hard is, um, I always considered myself quite rational and, um, you know, I was intelligent enough. Why was I doing, I understood what I was doing was, was ridiculous. Why, why couldn't I stop it? And, um, but yeah, it went on for 10 years and, um, I think what comes with, with the bulimia is it's not just the, the episodes of the, of having an eating disorder, but it's also the shame that comes with mm. it, the guilt and, you know, everything else it's, um, that also is related. It steals your happiness and it like really gets in the way of your daily life. You know, you're constantly, I was, you know, multiple times a day, anything I ate, yeah. I'd restrict. And then anything I ate, I have to throw up. And because you, it is obsessive, you would like, I would really get everything out. It was like, it was a lot every day. And oh, I just, it actually makes, yeah, it's quite a lot to even think about those days and how we used to live our days. Like yeah. it gets in the way and steals your happiness and your life from you. Yeah. I got, um, I got really, um, you know, ironically, I got sick of actually being sick all the time. Mm. And, and, um, and wasting my days it's kind mm. of how I felt like I wasn't living at all I was just sort of existing and just trying to get through each day by doing by having these ridiculous coping mechanisms um just to try and try and numb the pain the real inner pain yeah what was your lowest point and what was that pain do you think um I think it was probably I can't I don't think I could say I had one of my one one period of time that was particularly the lowest point but mm. there were several um throughout my 20s I was living overseas um and that was really hard as well because being alone too where were you living um so I I was living I spent some time in South Korea um I was teaching English over there so cool. yeah it was really really cool and then I moved to Milan in Italy um and I spent a good year um there as well and um but both these places like it was amazing living away and and you know I was having absolute time of my life um uh I was and again you know I was always seen as like I was having such a great life and in Milan you know I was working for this famous architect and I was um always traveling around to different cities and um yeah I was living right in the city you know it was really there was a lot to from an outsider's perspective you would say oh she's living a dream and um yeah I was I was really suffering I was in a really dark space then um and I think being alone um in a foreign yeah, city or like away from your family and friends yeah it doesn't I don't think that helped but then when I got home it wasn't like it just it was and you know any better particularly because sometimes when you go away you think everything's going to be okay you know like you know maybe that happened with you you're like I'm going away everything's going to be good and then you and then when you come home you're like everything's going to be great and it's nothing changes just because you change where you live yeah <laughs> your stuff still follows you around you go silly of us to think that isn't it very cute of us to think that yeah but uh I think that's that's really common because uh just in general we're constantly looking outside of ourselves for for comfort right mm. for validation or comfort or for something to fix us or so it's it makes sense that even uh you would even think that if I actually leave the location yeah. that I mean that's going to change something or changing a house or yeah you know, any, anything like that what was the point where you thought okay I've had enough of this I want to get better 
It was when I I got home and I think um, I'd probably I'd, I guess a few things had happened. I um, I realised then that I was just missing out on so much. You know, it was times like people were having parties or something, people were going out and things like that, and I would just it would take so much for me even to get out of the house mm. and then it would take so much for me to like get out of the car. Like social anxiety? Yeah. Right. It would take so much even just to get out of the car and to walk in there. And what was your thought process? Do you just not, were you just really anxious about being around social groups? Yeah. I just didn't think I was, I was, you know, pretty enough, good enough. Um, I, f- I always felt like I was disgusting to oh, look at, you know, disgusting to be so around. beautiful on the inside and out. It's like, oh, isn't it horrible the things we think yeah. about ourselves and yeah. then from an outside perspective, oh, it just makes me want to cry. Like, yeah. that's so sad. Yeah, I know. It's it's awful. It's really awful. And, and to think that, um, to think that I could possibly, that anyone could possibly think that about their own self, mm. you know, is is ridiculous because um, I, I'm in a really beautiful position now because I get to feel people's energy, right? When a client comes in um, and I am having a session with them and doing energy work with them, I don't just look at them as a physical being and I don't, I don't can't judge them because of their, the way they look or the way they sound or what they're wearing or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, when they're laying there on the table and I'm connecting with them energetically, I tell you what, there is not one person who has come in here that I have not felt complete unconditional love wow. surrounding them, flowing within them, you know, and that's got nothing to do with me. I'm just mm. acting as this conduit for that to, to work through them. And, mm. um, and that, and that just tells you there that we've, we're all completely worthy of we are love, love really yeah we are we're absolutely love mm. yeah but I wish that I'd known that of course <laughs> and I think sometimes you have to yeah. go through those really disgusting mm. horrible periods to get to that place unfortunately and, and in a way it's it's actually so much good can come from so much bad you know like it's not like you'd want to go through it again but because you went through that you've learned so much and you're able to connect with others and through that journey you obviously learned to love yourself yeah yeah definitely mm-hmm. yeah I don't I don't think you well I certainly haven't got to a point I don't oh, think I don't 100%. think no not, I don't think everyone's like oh my god I love myself so much but you know like certainly from yeah. the point you were at where you loathed yourself to now I'm sure it's a lot better. absolutely yeah yeah absolutely yeah I um I think you get better at managing those thoughts as well mm-hmm. you know as soon as something negative pops in or the the negative self-talk starts you get much better at uh, the aware the awareness that comes with with that self development. You know, mm. you you understand what your triggers are. You can catch yourself saying things that aren't going to serve you, and and you're able to actually change them and turn them around and, mm. and tell yourself off like, why are you saying? Shit yeah. Like that? <laughs> so how did you get yourself through those times and through those negative thoughts? What were you doing to get your? I guess recover. Yeah, I, it's really a practice and I think, um, you know, it's really hard at the start, but it just becomes a practice mm-hmm. day in, day out. And it's about making your, turning your old habits around and into, into new habits. And, um, it's, it's not easy. It takes a lot of work. And I think, um, a lot of people think that you can just, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you can just kind of go and see one therapist or go and see one energy healer or someone else or uh, be hypnotized. Yeah. Oh my God, like, I'm yeah. here. I don't hate myself anymore. Oh my God. Yeah, exactly. It yeah. doesn't, it doesn't work like that. So it's, it's absolutely a journey. And, um, yeah, as I said, I think you just get better at it. And, um, but the types of things that really work for me are, uh, are catching, catching, understanding myself a bit mm. better, having that self-awareness and, and being able to really change around my thoughts, changing around the beliefs and, and stuff like that. Mm. I think also it's really important to connect with yourself and this is, I guess, where the Reiki comes into it in terms of connecting with yourself physically. How do I feel, you know, why do I feel my gut turning around like that? Is that am I feeling sick? What is that connected to? Mm. Is it an emotion? Is it a person? Is it a space? Or did I eat something funny? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, 
And that's something that I started learning when I when I really started learning about the body and digestive system and understanding the need for food and yeah, all of that. Sort nourishing of stuff. instead of punishing, I always yeah. say. Because I, I think when you've had an eating disorder, you're so used to punishing your body, yes. and you and then it's turn it around to nourishing your body. Yeah. 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 And and that's exactly the same practice in terms of nourishing your thoughts, right? And and nourishing your mind, nourishing yourself on on all levels. Mm. Yeah, it's really really important. So you started did you learn to speak to yourself more kindly? Is that one of the things do you think obviously there would have been lots of things you were doing, but was it like positive self-talk that really just every day were you just catching yourself and then saying kind things to yourself? Yeah. Yeah, it's um I kind of had to um, just immerse myself in positivity. So it was um, reading different books all the time, listening to podcasts like this, um, things that were going to be uplifting, following. And that's when I started Nourish Energy, the account, like as an Instagram account. It was something that I could inspire myself with and something that I could, you know, hopefully some I could maybe help someone else. And, mm-hmm. and, um, and it, was, it was things like that just totally immersing myself in, in positivity all the time. I stopped watching the news, um, try to avoid low vibe things, like yeah. things that didn't make me feel good or, um, and that's not always easy, but, um, yeah, you know, it's, it was always about trying to, trying to find things that made me feel better. Mm. Um, and yeah, just really just nourishing yourself on on all levels were there often triggers for you or places that you would go to that would bring back those memories or or like I don't know I think sometimes especially it's like I was thinking to myself uh, earlier you know like when you have an eating disorder a place like a bathroom can be your best and worst enemy you know like your best friend worst friend um and the amount of time I used to spend in bathrooms you know like or at your parent like a parent's house or somewhere you used to go on holiday or I don't know it's just those sorts of places that can bring back whether it be memories or trigger you did you find when you were recovering yeah for sure um yeah it was it was different I guess I used to think about it a lot more and then um, you just notice that I, uh, that's that's something that I used to do. Mm, I just yeah. feel like that's eventually yeah. you don't think about it. I yeah. don't anymore. But you, yeah. at first you're like, oh wow, you know, like thinking yeah. back to how your life used to be. Yeah, absolutely. And um, when you're initially at, when at those first stages of recovery, um, I guess that's when you really think about it because you you would walk into a place and and perhaps it was or or something would trigger you you'd see somebody and you knew that when you're in that particular group of people or or something like that they would are going to make you feel a certain way um and then when you leave you know sometimes I remember an old behavior I used to do was I'd leave a space and then I'd go to like drive through Maccas or something um and then I'd go to another Maccas and another Maccas you know I'd go to several just stuff in my face for um and it was so it's things like that, whereas then you would you just keep driving past the McDonald's, you know, you wouldn't Yeah. You wouldn't yeah. It was um it was stuff like that that, that I guess um, like breaking habits. Yeah, breaking the habit. Did you have like little rituals and things that you like going after you'd leave places? Yeah, I think it was um just um like for me what really worked was um taking it one one step at a time Mm -hmm. really so one episode at a time so whenever I felt anxious so if for example I was at work and it was a really stressful day Mm -hmm. so sometimes I would even have episodes at work and um you know I'd wait for people to leave like I'd stay back late and go into the toilet or whatever um and instead of doing things like that it was right I'm going to leave at five so that I'm no, I'm breaking this habit of, mm-hmm. of just staying there and wallowing my pain or, you know, I cannot, um, yeah. I know what you mean, yeah, like learning to set up new habits and new ways of living your life, which I yeah. think some people don't realise what's going in the, on in the background for a lot of people, whatever they may be doing, you know. Yeah. yeah. What about, so during this, do you, did you have your partner then that you're now, he's now your husband? No, so we kind of met on the tail end yeah I was um I was I mean I'd already started doing energy work um I was seeing and 
uh, an amazing psychologist at the time as well. And I was also getting life coaching too. So um, I was, I had got, kind of gone through a massive journey already of seeing different people who all helped me along my way. And this was really my last group in that in that era for that particular reason um so you were really focused on yourself was not really focused you weren't like yeah yeah you're just there. i think that's really important especially yeah. for anyone no matter what's going on is just to yeah really focus on yourself and not worry about others or i need a boyfriend or whatever you know just yeah. really focus on that time and then from there so much good can come into your life yeah 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 i mean i had you know i had partners along yeah. the way and stuff but he yeah, so he came into my life and I was kind of at the, at the tail end of it and um, I was still having episodes sporadically but it was nothing like that and, um, yeah, and, and when I met him he was just like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> like he, he was just, what are you doing that for? You oh, know, did you tell just, him about it? Yeah, I did, yeah. I totally, we'd been together for a few months and, I mean, I was going to see different, you know, different support groups, support people. I love that. What the fuck yeah. are you doing? <laughs> yeah. He was just like, couldn't understand, couldn't believe that I would be doing this to myself. But also um, he really pulled me up on it and he just said, you know, I want, I'm ready to settle down. I want, I see you as potentially someone that I want to marry and I want to have children with. Yeah, it was, it was really beautiful. um, I guess even to, to hear someone saying that to me that I might be worthy of that love like a forever love yeah kind of thing. that was that's really beautiful everyone wants yeah. to hear at some point you know yeah it was really nice and um and it made I guess it made the why uh the reason to stop mm-hmm. even bigger like there was and and that's you know that really when you're going through any change in your life um the why has to be it has to be massive for mm-hmm. you because if it's not if the pain point isn't bad enough, right, if we don't suffer enough from the pain of not changing, then you're not going to change. Whereas this was really big for me. This was like potentially my whole kind of future flashed before my eyes and I was like, what kind and that was at, I was at a at a roadblock right it was like well what what do you really want out of your life exactly this or do I want yeah that? do you want to hold yourself back and be living like this or do you yeah. want to have you know yeah. do you want to have a husband and children and yeah. like that life which is yeah. what a lot of people do want yeah 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 and so how, what happened from there did you sort of was that a real turning point for you it was it was a real turning point yeah it was definitely a turning point and um and also my parents found out as well at that time. Had they not known never, before? Never. And so it had been going on for 10 years. Mm. Um, at most, a lot of that time I was living at home as well. And they just had no idea. And then, um, yeah, and they found out. And um, and that was huge for me too. I feel like everything just sort of happened at that time because I was really ready to, yeah. to move on. How did they yeah. react to what was going on with you? Um... It wasn't understood at the start. Also, my parents are Italian and they're very, you know, they're quite traditional. Yeah. And that's really weird for them as well. That was like, what? You know, food is such a massive part yeah. of our culture, right? And it's such a social yeah. thing. Um, and also, you know, they came post-war, they came to Australia and you just food was scarce on their tables you know what I mean it's not it's so different it was just such a different mindset and um, and they would have been worried about you too like you know really want you to be happy and healthy yeah absolutely yeah and um it was so good though because the psychologist I was seeing at the time she um she actually brought them in and um and she spoke to them about it and and we had a session all together and and it was just great and I think um, you know, in hindsight, I feel like, fuck, I just wish I'd told them so much earlier. I feel like if I had their support, because I always was scared, right? I was so shamed. Mm. Um, and I feel like, geez, if I'd just known that they weren't going to be ashamed of me, <laughs> that it was okay, yeah. that, you know, they just love me and, mm. and they were, didn't want me to feel that way or didn't, just wanted to be helped just wanted to help me yeah I I definitely feel like um I wish I'd opened up to them a lot earlier it's one of those things where with whatever it may be you build things up in your mind sometimes Mm -hmm. and it's worse and then when it actually 
comes out and people know about it, it's not actually they're not phased as much as you think they're going to be. So you kind of think often we just, yeah, until you let it out, it just builds up to this big thing inside your head. Yeah, yeah, and that's a really good point because um, it happens with everything, right? We, Whenever we create a story in our head about something, it's 99% of the time it's completely fictional compared to the reality of, Mm. of what's going on. If you're obsessed with travel like I am, you need to check out Air New Zealand's Grab-A-Seat. They have loads of deals on flights up for grabs every day so you can tick off your travel bucket list. Whether you're keen to explore hidden gems in New Zealand or head off on a gals weekend in Aussie, get amongst a lush island getaway or lap up the goodness at a wellness retreat in Bali, they've got you covered. Plus, you can even head further across the globe to the USA or Asia. Next level, right? Make sure you check out grabaseat.co.nz to grab a deal today. Thanks to Air New Zealand's Grab a Seat for making this episode of the Self Love Club podcast possible. So talk us through how your life sort of, I guess it was a process you went through, but how did things change for you from there? You met your now husband, had babies, like how did life change for you? Um, So we... Yeah, so I'm, so we've had a couple of kids since, and um, and I was still working um, in corporate environment, and which I loved. I really loved my job. Mm. I was never never hated it, thank goodness. Um, but I was always a bit fickle with work. You know, I was always running from project to project and um, just contracting all the time and consulting and that sort of thing. And then um, I didn't really like committing. To anything, and now I, it makes so much sense because I would get over things that wasn't fulfilling enough mm. for me, and um, and yeah, it wasn't until I started doing this sort of work, which was um, I've had nourished energy now for about two two and a half years. Well done. Yeah, and it's um, yeah, it's been amazing. It's been such a ride, and um, I really feel like I was thrust into it kind of like you were yeah I was saying before you know like it was something I started doing on the side and I never planned for it to be anything more than that or um I didn't even know how long I would do it for I just was like you know just the thing you start doing so was it much the same for you where you were like oh it's this little thing I do on the side like you say my, my little business thing you know yeah is that what it was for yeah. You? yeah yeah it was always just my little business and um, <laughs> I love it yeah. so much <laughs> And, um, How silly were we to think, know. you know, like, when you, and that's the thing, when you get thrust into it, you're like, I didn't ask for this, like, you know, I mean, that's not a bad thing, you're like, yeah. okay, fine, whatever, then I'll do it. <laughs> yes, that's exactly how it feels, yeah. I was a bit angry at first, yeah, like, yeah. like no, it sounds strange, but I was like, I didn't ask for this, like, I didn't, this isn't my plan, you know, yeah, yeah come on, universe. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there are some days where, um, yeah, I'm like, God, you know, I've got so many clients and I'm teaching or I've got workshops and events and things like that. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm how am I going to do all of this? And But you feel bad even thinking that because you're so, you know, we're so lucky that we've got something that we created that's mm-hmm. in align with our purpose, you know, like, so you never, I don't want to ever complain about it because no. it's not, but it's like, you, you just, I guess it's not how you think your life's going to look and then something amazing comes out of something which really came out of your recovery yeah yeah love yourself absolutely yeah Yeah. um yeah and it's I always find there's always lessons in it so even you know even those weeks that feel so full it's like um there's always a lesson in it it's either all right what are your boundaries? Mm. You know, have you got time for self care? Yeah, practice in there and all of those. Are you going to get enough sleep? Do you have enough downtime? Yeah. You know, do yeah. you have time with your kids? Because that yeah. must be hard being yeah. a working mom. You know, like I mean, so many mums do it, an incredible job at it, but that must be hard when you're trying to juggle a lot. You know. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, it's really important. Um, what I find the only thing that works for me is I just take it one day at a time. So. You know, at the end of the day, I just think about what tomorrow is about and what I need to do tomorrow. And it's really important for me to um, kind of, as much as I can, kids are, it's hard to revolve around kids sometimes, but um, as much as I can, I try to just put in block time on in my calendar, what I'm doing um, each part of the day so that I don't, you know, get distracted. And, yeah. Yeah. 
and make sure I'm bal- having a really good balance. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So what did nourished energy look like in the beginning? What were you sort of doing as you started your side hustle, which is now your full-time hustle? Yeah. I was, um, so I was working in organizational change, like for, you know, different companies. So when they go through big restructures and um, big changes at work and stuff like that. And I would, um, I'd coach like the leaders, the executives through how to, how to make, make it easier for their staff Mm -hmm. to to transition through the change. Um, and I was doing that and I was studying Reiki. I'd I'd pretty much finished studying when I, when I started Nourish Energy and I, I was actually working across the road from this space in a, um, at an office and I would come in here for massages. Oh <laughs> into my this goodness, that's so cool. Yeah. It was, it's funny how things all like are connected, you yeah. know, without even realising it, you realise like down the track, you're like, oh, wow, I used to come here, now I work here. Yeah. <laughs> and it was actually the first time I'd taken, uh, I mean, St Kilda's not totally suburban, but it was yeah. in the CBD. It was the yeah, first time I really had worked up. in the yeah. CBD. And um, I didn't know why I took this job, but now I, now I know, obviously. And, um, yeah, there was, there's not much else to do around here. So I would come and get massages and, uh, and, um, I really just loved this building. Like I loved being in this space and, um, I decided then at the time I thought maybe I could start doing my Reiki on the, on the side on a Sunday. Maybe I'd have like one or two clients on the Sunday and um, and I inquired. There was I I think I was on Gumtree or something like that. And this there was a space in in this building that was available. So I came and checked it out one lunchtime. And um, yeah, and I just signed up. I didn't even really think about it. I just walked in and said, Yeah, I'll take it. And, Sweet. Um, yeah, it just felt right. And and it started. That's how it started. And it started on a Sunday. And um, I sometimes had a client, sometimes I didn't, and um, I just kind of built it up from there. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And then obviously social media and using your website and everything like that—is that something you were working on a lot as well? Yeah. So I, um, when I started here, I had really, I really decided to get serious about mm-hmm. it. And so I thought, okay, I'm going to get a proper website made up, and I did all of that, and I got. Um, you know, my branding done and website and, um, I started, um, I registered my business properly and, you know, did all of, all Mm. of that. Um, and then I started just seeking out different ways to promote. So I was going to local markets and festivals and yeah, just doing everything that I could just to try and get my brand out there and my name out there and, um, kind of upped my game on social media I guess and mm. yeah I just and put, I guess when you it. when you really show up and put the work in it's like anything you put the work mm. in you show that you, you show the universe that you're serious like yeah I'm doing this I'm gonna go with the flow but I'm actually doing this properly I'm setting this up like a business did you find then it started to build and you started to get more clients and people wanting to come see you yeah for sure for sure As, yeah like you said I mean you co-create right mm. with the universe so if you say, if you show that you're 100% in, then, yeah, that universe is going to reward you. Absolutely. Yeah. And so then how did it build from there? How long until you were doing it part-time to full-time? So I, um, I, I think it was about maybe six months, I think, before it really built up. So I started in June and... By March the following year, I, I had well my resignation. Crying. I was crying. It's scary. <laughs> yeah. Especially when it's something you've known and it's secure. Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> you know, we, I think, I mean, we're very lucky in our generation. Our parents didn't have as much choice as we do, so we're very spoiled. But I think it's like you grow up with this idea of what your life and your career is meant to look like and then leaving that behind to go pursue something else that you're not quite sure about and you're not quite sure if it's going to work, it's scary. It's like saying goodbye to something really comfortable, you know, and safe to the fear of the unknown and the exciting, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was really scary and um I'm leaving yeah dude I was I remember I was having coffee giving my resignation to my boss and I was bawling my eyes out because I it wasn't because I was leaving it was more I can't believe I'm 
I'm actually doing this. Yeah. And, and as I said, I never hated my job. It was more, I couldn't do both anymore. Mm -hmm. I'd actually dropped my days. Like I was working four and then I went down to three and then I was trying to juggle both and it yeah, was too much. It gets to that point. I was that as well where you can, yeah, you're doing too many things and you can handle it, but then it's like, I can't do this forever. And also with your, with Nourish Energy, to do the things you would have wanted to be able to do, I found with myself, there was things I needed to do with it that I couldn't do when I was in that full-time other environment. Yeah. 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 Your, your job, I guess your day job, um, feels like of an anchor yeah yeah and it stops you it was even things like uh you know doing things like this yes. an opportunity like a podcast I'd be at the office I couldn't you know I'd, yeah. I'd have to see you on a Saturday or after work and things like that and mm-hmm. yeah it was it was just opportunities that kept coming up and um I mean, how many sick days can I take? And how, you know, <laughs> that sort of thing. So I really had to go. What well, this isn't fair anymore. I've got to. Yeah, I've got to do what's right for everybody. Did you yeah. find you're learning your new normal quite hard at first? I found because I like structure and routine, and then it's like you just create your new structure because days can look quite different when you work for yourself. You know, like some days are a bit more on than others, and then like I think as well, you probably were the same as me, where where you are juggling a lot, and you were a mum too. Um, it's like I was so fast at getting I'm so fast at getting my work done that some days I get everything done and I'm like cool now what like I'm, I've got way more time than I'm used to yeah um, and yeah some days like you're like okay cool like what do I do today like I don't talk to anyone else but my, like I just hang out on my own and do my work which is fine I think that at first did you find that transition hard um <laughs> honestly, I, honestly <laughs> I didn't I um I've all I, I don't like structure at all I'm, right I'm always really I'm one of those people what's who, your star sign <laughs> I'm a Libra oh star sign, uh, interesting sign, yeah and um and I basically like I really love the freedom and the flexibility and and I that's why I thrive doing contract work too because I would come in do what I need to do go out you know if I, I needed to take if I had to go bring my laptop to the cafe and do my work there. It was okay. And you know what I mean? As yeah. long as I'm in an environment supported to get my work done, um, I'll do it. Um, but I'm not, yeah, I, I, I need that flexibility. Right. It's interesting. Oh, yeah. I like that. <laughs> classic Libra scales, you yeah. know, both. Yeah. I'm a Capricorn, so we're very yeah. like. It's <laughs> structure. Yes. <laughs> no, no. I, um, yeah. And I, so I liked it. I really liked it. Um, and I, and I think um, one thing that people can often find tricky is having the motivation when you work on your own because no one's no managers no. behind you going, oh, you've got to get this done by five. Or yeah. Deadline. Yeah. So I actually see my clients as my, you know, I've got to shop for them. So, mm. and the only way I do it is I will set my own deadlines and, and things like that. Yeah. So, Yeah. How has your spiritual journey continued on and your self-love journey through this experience and through the work you're now doing? How has that all changed for you? What does it look like now? Uh, well, you never stop. <laughs> never stop on the spiritual journey. And I think that's really important, actually. I think um, um, you need to always be be trying to improve yourself, right? So um, this healing, our journey of healing is really about becoming the best version of ourselves that we possibly can be. And and for me, that means always remaining a student, always learning, always doing courses, always, um, you know, I talked earlier about the way that I got out of it was immersing myself in, in this kind of stuff. And that's exactly how I stay in it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do that for, for my clients. I do that for my students. I, I need to show up to them and always be... Um, always been learning and developing my own self so that I can also continue to share with them yeah do you find that you see and feel a lot more than you ever thought you would in terms of the spiritual world yes do you mean um like you know when you're working <laughs> yeah. on clients or yeah. like things you pick up on energy wise or whether it, you know like uh picking up on feelings or whether I don't know if you see things as well mm-hmm. or has that really grown for you over time? Yeah, absolutely. Yes, the more the more that you open to it, and the more you surrender to it, um, the the more that you will experience. Mm. Yeah, and it's nothing to be fearful of. 
um, at the end of the day, you're always in control of your own boundaries, spiritual and or otherwise. And, um, and I've, yeah, I'm, I feel really blessed. I've just loved every part of my journey of experience. And, um, I have had the most incredible experiences with my clients, um, you know, angels, experiences with angels, um, experiences with some people who loved ones that have passed for them and things like that. And it's, um, it's really beautiful. And as I said, just the, just the feeling of unconditional love mm-hmm. sometimes. Um, I've, so when clients come and they do, when a student wants to go through their entire mastership program through Reiki, they see me one-on-one for 20 sessions. So it's a, it's a long period mm-hmm. of time that we spend together. And um, just recently I've had this client and, and halfway through her program, there was one particular session and her heart completely cracked open and she had the most amazing experience that night. And she was, you know, in the, in the session and she even felt it. And, um, and now every time we see each other, um, and I have a session with her, her heart is like a magnet. As soon as I put my hand near her heart, it's like, and it's, just phenomenal and and it's so beautiful watching people's journeys change mm. like that and and that's coming from someone much like myself very love control want to be in control of everything and want everything to be perfect all the time um but when it comes to to letting go of the spiritual and mm. um and just surrendering to love it's yeah yeah do you get a lot of intuitive messages and throughout your days and yeah are there like people, yeah. are there like guides or people around you do you find all the time yeah I I'm quite um I, I, my intuition is absolutely developed and that's been brilliant because mm. um, it's so useful I just useful. as it grows like mine yeah. yeah it's definitely so much room to grow but yeah. like it's just tapping into that like self the messages you get from yourself like yeah. yeah 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 it's really important to have a connection with your intuitive self um as your guide day to day just for everything when you're making decisions if something feels right if something doesn't feel right um you know you know your best self and you're your mm. best guide and your best healer so honoring that is really important but um yeah I also mostly I work with my higher self or simply just you know, divine, just unconditional yeah. love. That's all I, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't, um, don't specifically ask for certain guides and yeah. if certain things come through during your healing, then I'm open to mm-hmm. it. But yeah. A few questions I always ask near the end of the episode is what are your go-to self-care practices? Obviously Reiki is a huge part of that, <laughs> but what are some other things that you do to keep yourself uh, in the best way that you can. Uh, so crystals is another big one for me. <laughs> so good. <laughs> yeah, um, so it's really important for me to, um, something that I love doing in the morning is I will choose a crystal um, based on my intention, set my intention for the day and um, connect with that crystal. And that's just a beautiful, it's a couple of minutes of my time and that's all it takes. And, you know, even if I don't have time to do anything else, that's that's really big one for me. Um, but any self-care rituals that you have you have to make sure you have them without any guilt right that's really really important because mm. um sometimes you can um especially being a mom you know I can leave the kids for a couple of hours and think oh, I'm going to go to this event or I'm going to go get my nails done or my hair done or you know whatever it might be and um or even just the gym like anything to do with self-care mm. I need me time but if I'm there and I'm feeling guilty about leaving the kids, then there's absolutely no, there's no point to yeah. doing that in the, in, at all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, I think that's a big thing for, uh, that's something that I am always working on as well is, all right, you know, how do I have self-care practices without, without feeling guilty mm-hmm. about it and, um, and trying to find a good balance between yeah it must be hard as well when you are a mum and you've got children to look after all the time you know to take that time for yourself it's so important yeah it is really important Mm. and it's a it's a big part but um you know um, other practices it's really important for me to be physical as well Mm. and I'll spend a lot of time in the spiritual and um you know as a coach I'm always coaching people as well so talking a lot and being um being in that mental and emotional space too so it's really important for me to go to the gym get outside grounding work Mm. that's that's really important as well what are some advice you would give to your younger self that could be quite a hard question 
Um, definitely that um, that you're loved. You're loved, and you're just you're just an expression of love. That's that's really what you are under it all. Mm. You're an expression of love. Mm. Yeah. And what about advice you would give to other women listening, whether they are going through their own challenges or battles, or just wanting to live and love, you know, love their life, feel like they're living their purpose. What would you say to them? Uh, I would say to trust the the pool, trust the niggle, whatever you're feeling. If you feel like there's part of your life that needs to change, then it does. Like there's nothing wrong with with that. Whether it's a relationship or a job or you know whatever it might be, or something your relationship with yourself even, um, and do the work. Never stop doing it. Um, it starts with awareness. It really starts with awareness, and sometimes we need help outside help with that assistance to give us the tools and the guidance to help us bring that awareness to ourselves um we can't always do everything on our own um but it starts with awareness and that's the biggest one and you're in complete control and you get to create your life exactly the way that you want it and you just have to feel empowered don't don't disempower yourself by giving your power away to someone or something else thank you so much for Loretta for your time today everything you're doing I'm so pleased <laughs> we got to have you on you're amazing so thank you so much thank you so much Belle Thank you so much for listening to the Self Love Club podcast. Please subscribe for weekly episodes and catch up on apps you may have missed. Reviews and sharing the Self Love Club with your friends and on your Instagram stories helps heaps in spreading the self love message. You can keep up with the Self Love Club at Self Love Club Podcast and at Belle Crawford on Instagram. Plus, find resources and blog posts on my website, bellcrawford.com. We've got heaps of boss babes coming up to empower you through the rest of the year and into 2020 with weekly episodes available each Monday. Catch you soon, babes. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.